Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon is in our studio. An absolute honor for us here at JM in the AM. Rav Rimon, welcome to JM in the AM. The last time we saw each other, I think this was the last time, was when uh, you took me down to, um, you'll have to remind me the name of the of the town. It was a new town of uh, those who had left Gush Katif, those who were thrown out of the, uh, during the disengagement. What was the first town called, the first uh, makeshift uh, area? Nitsan. Nitsan. <laughs> we were in Nitsan. People had had literally just uh, you know weeks before been taken out of their homes. And at that time, you felt that you had to do something to help with the situation. And one of the greatest ways one could help somebody is by getting them a job. And that was the beginning of Job Katif. That's how we first got to know each other, was when you founded Job Katif. Job Katif, 10 years later, still continues. Am I right? Yes. Although, Baruch Hashem, almost uh, everything is uh, behind. I mean, 2,500 people, Baruch Hashem, we found jobs. We opened 250 businesses. Wow. And we are trying to help another 380 people. And I hope that in a year time, we could bring them to the average of unemployment in Israel. Unbelievable. So the unemployment rate, obviously, was always higher in that group of people that came from Gush Katif. You're working to get it as close as possible to the regular average in Israel. Right. It was uh, 85% after the disengagement. And now uh, it's 12, Bezrat Hashem. In a year time, it will be 7, 8. Well, was there a key partner that you had? Did the American Jewish community come through? Was there a specific employer in Israel who came through? Was there somebody who was at your side helping you with the whole thing? Who who made Gush Katif or Job Katif in addition to you? Who made it uh, a really viable cause? You know, in the beginning it was very difficult because in Israel... Um, the government thought of other systems that didn't work. I went to the States a few months afterwards. I had a wedding that I did in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh-huh. And I spoke to people and they said, what do you mean? Everything is okay. Everything is okay. There's no problem. We didn't hear on a problem. It was a few months afterwards. And people thought that everything to convince the Americans that everything is not okay took time, but in the end, a lot of Americans helped, a lot of Jews out of Israel, a lot of Jews in Israel. And five years ago, the government saw what we are doing, and then they decided to give us the President Award voluntarily, and to match us, and to triple us. And and that really, really brought things along. By the way, I don't know if it's because of all the fundraising trips, but your English is much, much better than it was ten years ago, (laughs) (laughs) if I might might say. (laughs) Maybe. You know, every time when I came to Israel, my mother, my English is for my mother. She's British. Ah. She asked me, did you speak in English or in Hebrew? I told her in English. She said, oh, this is thanks to me. So everything is thanks to my mother. She passed a year, two years, passed away two years ago, but everything is thanks to her. Yeah, that's for sure. Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon is in our studio. Tonight, you are going to be recognized by the One Israel Fund for your incredible work with uh, uh, Job Katif. The One Israel Fund gala anniversary dinner happens tonight uh, in New York City. You'll be receiving the Hakarat Tov Award, Mazal Tov to all the honorees who are part of this evening's dinner, and I'm sure you're honored to be recognized for this achievement this evening. Bezrat Hashem. I'm telling you the truth. Uh, it doesn't bother me, the honor. I, I'm coming because uh, they helped Gush Katif, and yeah. everyone that helps, I, uh, I have also a karatatov to be with them and to 
continue Bezrat Hashem, helping Am Yisrael. You are the new, and Mayor, I need your help with this. You're the newly appointed Rosh Yeshiva of Machon Lev, right? Is that the accurate, uh, say it again? Mayor, say it again? I believe the title is Rosh Bet Midrash. Rosh Bet Midrash? Rosh Bet Midrash and Machon Lev and Rosh Campus, yes. Right. Machon Lev has an official Rosh Yeshiva and I believe it's Rav Zam and Nehemi Gold. No, no, it's not today. Not anymore? Okay. Now it's the Rosh Yeshiva and Rosh Itzbolf. I mean, it's the same. Rosh Yeshiva, Rosh Batea Midrash, it's the same. And uh, and that means that all the things that you continue to do, which is amazing, is you're a rabbi in a lunchvot, nachon, and uh, with Jab Katif, and you're writing svarim uh, that are used all around the world constantly, and some of them are just, I mean, all of them are incredible, but some have made an impact on me and many people around me. But in addition to all this, you'll still find the time to be Rosh Beit Midrash at Machon Lev. Bezrat Hashem, I hope that every morning, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning, Till one o'clock, I'll be in Machon Lev giving shiurim. Next year, Bezrat Hashem, Choshen Mishpat, Baba Metzia. In the beginning, Puzbul Shmitat Ksafim. You know, uh, when you start, when you understand that the main focus of your life is Torah, you get power for Chesed, for other things. And today in Machon Lev, there are hundreds and hundreds of students. Uh, thousands. Thousands of students. Well, in the, all the different right, um, right. I think parts. 6,000, a lot of, and it's uh, boys and the campus of girls. It's a big... Uh, yeah, high Hashem. school. And Machon Lev, Hashem, it's like similar to Yeshiva University here. So yeah. it's people that are going to... Uh, to learn science and other things and to uh, influence the Israeli society. Right. Pretty amazing. Um, did, did did you spend some time in Yeshiva Taratzion? I spent a lot of time. Ma- many years, right? Many years. Many years. And, and and did it did it get less around the time of the disengagement? Did Jab Katif take you out of the Yeshiva at that time? I was in the beginning a student, and then a Ram, a Rabbi in Yeshiva. Right. Uh, also, after the disengagement, I continued, uh, although. It took time straight after the disengagement to deal with other things, but uh, still, I uh, I was a ram and I continued. And I think that always, if you understand that your focus, you do it well, and this is my focus is Torah. So then you have uh, koach to do other things, and I think the yeshiva gave me koach to do also job kativ and other things that we did then and that we are doing today. What could you tell us about Rav Lichtenstein? We've spent a lot of time on this show speaking about his life. I, as you can imagine, there are many listeners in this audience who, even if they didn't know him well, felt a real connection to him. What can you add to everything we've said about him? Wow. I didn't think to speak here on Moriva Ravia Rav Lichtenstein. Uh, it's difficult for me to speak to him because I was very close to him for the last 30 years. Uh, almost every day I spoke to him as a Talmud, as a Rebbe in Yeshiva, and in the last nine years he was a member in my community. In Alon Shvut. In Alon Shvut. When I came up to give a speech... You had to speak in front of Rav Luchtenstein? I had to speak. It's, I have around 1,000 people in my uh, shul, around 70 rabbis. But Mori Ravi, Rav Luchtenstein started every time. Just, I met every speech started that way? Every speech. And uh, just to understand how special and how modest and anav is Rav Lichtenstein, when he came to my community, I went to give the first speech when he's there. I'm going up, and I see that Rav Lichtenstein stands. <sighs> I almost fainted. I didn't know what to do. So I started Birshut Mori Ravi, and afterwards I came to him and told him, Rav, you can't stand for me. I said, what do you mean? You are the rabbi here. You are Ma'ar de Atra. 
And a day before, I told the chazan, the shliach tzibur, wait in Shmona Esra to Rav Lichtenstein. Rav Lichtenstein came to me and said, please, don't wait for me. I'm not the rabbi here, you're the rabbi, they should wait for you. So I told him, I told him, Rav, I'm going to make with you a deal. I'll tell the chazan not to wait for you, but never, ever stand for me. So he agreed, he got a deal, and Baruch Hashem, but his modesty, Shabbat Shalom, when people come to say Shabbat Shalom, every Shabbos he came to say Shabbat Shalom, so I saw the people, and when I saw Rav Lichtenstein start to coming to me, I left everyone and I escaped, ran away, to go and say Shabbat Shalom to Mori Ravi, to, to one of Dole Ador, Rav Lichtenstein. And I think Rav Lichtenstein is was someone, you know, sometimes people don't understand, when you speak on Gdolei Ador, Rav Lichtenstein, who, who, who gets to this category of Gdolei Ador? You know, you have the, the ticket to go to this group, Rav Eliyoshi, Rav Ovadia Yosef, who goes? So first of all, you need to be someone that knows all the Torah Kula. I mean, Rav Lichtenstein, everywhere you ask him, doesn't matter which sugya, if it's Nezikin, Kodshim, Tarot, Inshas, he knew everything on the spot in Lambdes. With Rishoyni, with... It's something unbelievable. There are few people in the door that, that know everything. And of course, he's davening, he's irat shamayim, he's anove, he's uh, sensitivity, he's tefillah. This was some, it was amazing. And on each thing here, I can say so many stories. Every day, I feel all the time, Rav Dixon says, with me, because all the time I, I, I know, oh, here he did this, he did this. And also, if he didn't know, I know what he wanted me, me to do. And it's a... Uh, it's amazing, but it's also maybe frightening. Wow. Unbelievable. J.M. in the A.M. Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon is visiting us here today as we uh, commemorate Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chavron. You've brought some of your amazing svarim with you, and I thank you. I told you that's my favorite beer cone. Those of you who are looking for a bencher, which is... In, who published the bencher? Who published the beer cone? The Alacha Center. Alacha Education Center. Is it available in the United States? Available, yes. Is it around? People can find it? It's around in stores and always uh, online. You can find it in Lacha Education Center, all the books. You can uh, find there online. It's incredible. And you, uh, and I, we know about your book on Shemitah. We know that your Haggadot, and there's more than one Haggadah, right? How many are there total? This is the main Haggadah, but I wrote a, a, right. another book on the, all the halachical issues. And uh, another uh, family agada, and another children agada. Right. So. so there's a lot, and I, I noticed those are all on Amazon, by the way. So, you know how Pesach is a universal holiday, <laughs> so it made it to Amazon. And then your Shemitah book is very, very timely because now we're in a year of Shemitah, Nachon, right? Right. Right. And that, that must be. Uh, what would you say to the average non-Israeli? Shemitah is easier to keep than you think, or it's more difficult to keep than you think? What would you say to people who are afraid, oh my gosh, if I was in Israel right now, I wouldn't know what to do with the fruit, with the vegetables, how to do it, where to eat, what to do? What would you say to someone who's coming to Israel? I you know, to speak on Shemitah, it's dangerous to start with I me know. now. But <laughs> say that again. But I'll just, <laughs> I have to say one thing, you know, Rashi, Rambam, they wrote so much on Shemitah. They didn't have the privilege to eat one apple of Kedushat Shvi'it. You know, Kedushat in fruit, in vegetable, in, 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 at all, in all uh, uh, our food, is just in Bet HaMikdash, in the temple. For 2,000 years, Jews didn't have the privilege to have holy food. Well, back in Israel, 
You know, when I hold the, the, the first cucumber of Shemitah in, in, in my hand, this year it almost fell from my hands. I was shaking. We have the privilege to have Kedushat Shvi, to be in Eretz Israel, Medinat Israel. If you look on Shemitah as a punishment that oh, I have to, to, to deal with Kedushat Shvi, what I'll do, then you'll have a difficult year. But if you feel, wow, I have Kedushat Shvi, it's amazing, what amazing privilege. You just wait for another and another a vegetable or, or apple or fruit of Kedushat Shvi'it and all your, your, your home will become wow in Shemitah. Unbelievable. Great message. Uh, we have to go to some of the sounds of 1967, which we will. Um, you said that some of your svarim, some of your books are being used in schools right here in the United States. They're in English and they're being used here. Which ones are being used here? Which ones have become popular here? We... Our goal is to write also halacha and also Yadut. We're working now on Mishnah and Gemara and Emuna to do it interesting, deeply, but user-friendly that everyone would like it from the sources. You know, you can learn mathematics, physics seriously. Why shouldn't you learn halacha like this? It's much more interesting, much, much more touching. And the book now that is learned in a lot of schools, 12 schools in the United States, and a lot of places in the world, in uh, Australia, in Brazil, a lot of places, is Kashrus book. Right. Teaching all the things from the sources till your kitchen. <laughs> and next year, Bezrat Hashem, Shabbos book, there are a lot of the Crown and SAI and a lot of schools that are, it's starting in Ramaz, that are teaching those, those books. And Bezrat Hashem, I hope that it will bring, I know already, the schools tell us that it... I declare to say the best thing from the time they started school. And the, the students are touched. They love to learn halacha. And Vezrat Hashem, if they keep halacha, bring it closer to be in all our yahadut, to be in our gavayudit, Vezrat Hashem. If teachers and principals want to see something about these books, where do they go? What website do they go to? Everything, Halacha Education Center. And they'll be touched there. They can be in touch with me. And, uh, and we have also a team that helps them. It's not just it. It's a teacher guide. It's a, uh, uh, we are doing Ishtalmut to teach all the teachers. And Vezrat uh, Hashem, in a few years, I hope we'll have from Kita Aleph till you'd bet on all those issues of Halacha and Yadut. If people want to support job website, halachaed.org. Right. Halachaed.org. Slash en if you want it in English. Halachaed.org. You can check it out. Uh, if people want to, um, uh, support job katif, can they still do so? They can still do so. And we have uh, another uh, year. They can go on the website, the best thing, job katif, and then they'll see how to uh, and donate. And we have tax deductible in the States, in Israel. So yeah. we need your help. And I'll just tell you that now, because job katif was so successful, and I said, Kodesh Baruch gave me to help those people. We have to help other people. So now we're starting a new project to help Ethiopians to help other people that have uh, emotional uh, problems. And it's unbelievable because Job Katif today, I think, is the most professional to help people that are not the standard. You know, someone maybe is over 40, maybe has other problems to, to help all of them to become a part of society by working and bringing happiness back to, to their life. Rav Ramon, an absolute honor to have you here. Mazal Tov on tonight. You'll be at the One Israel Fund Gala. I'm sure many of our listeners will be there. Information about the books we spoke about. Uh, Mazal Tov on your appointment at Machon Lev. Um, best regards to everybody in Alon, in Alon Shvut. <laughs> what, am, what am I forgetting from Rav Ramon's accomplishments, Mayor? Eagle Seagull. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he knows Eagle Siegel. So you really have all the protection you need I in Israel. I gave now with the wife, Rivka Siegel. I gave him the OU center. And she on the structure of the Agada before Pesach. was Baruch Hashem very nice on English. So, you know, you are, you are keeping me busy also in Israel. I see that. Very <laughs> nice. to clone him. And My <laughs> sister-in-law, Rifki, has an amazing program that she runs in Israel. Mayor Weingarten. Uh, we're we're going to try to come back to our Ramon for a couple of minutes. But first, we owe the, our listeners a look back at 1967. Remind everybody what we're going to be listening to. We're going to listen to the uh, sounds, actual sounds, as they took place as uh, the... Uh, Israeli army entered the old city and sovereignty was returned to the city of Yerushalayim, especially the Har Habayit, for the first time in over 1,800 years. And we begin with um, Motagur, who was commander, who was uh, perched atop the area called the Mir Peset, near Beit Orot. Our friends uh, at Beit Orot always take us there, where he was able to see the entire battlefield and the forces of uh, the Tzanchanim, the paratroopers, we're making their way down that reches, that mount, and into the valley, and then into the lion's gate. So uh-huh. the first thing we're going to hear is Motagur, who is giving his charge to the troops um, before they begin the before they begin the battle. Concluding uh, ceremony, if you will, for the soldiers, Al Harachava, which I believe he meant uh, on Har Habayit, uh, and ultimately it, that that happened. Um, you know, they were on Har Habayit, and they were they searching for the Kotel. Yes, it's we, the first yes. Kapandria that you are. We've mentioned it many yes, times over the you years. You're trying yes. to search the Kotel. You've got to understand it on Har Habayit. Yes. The, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of frustration in Jewish history. Yes, we're, we're, <laughs> this we is are, among them. <laughs> we, we are your allies on this issue. <laughs> yes, we have discussed this and we sympathize with the cause. What can I tell yes, you? Yes, yes, and and we've analyzed many times uh, why we think that happened. And after giving it a lot of thought and reading a lot about it, I believe that the two things. One is they weren't ready for this. Even Rav Gorin admitted the night before when he was asked. Uh, a question, he said, don't talk about it. I don't know, you know, whatever. So it was, there was a lot of confusion. They just weren't ready emotionally, spiritually, in every which way. Number two, what does everybody remember? All the people, the older people that were there, the generals of Gorin, they didn't know anything about Har Habayit. They remembered the Kotel. That was what right. tugged at their heartstrings. So they couldn't understand, Rav Gorin did, but everybody else didn't understand the awesomeness of the fact that we're coming to Harabayit and we don't need, so to speak, the Kotel anymore, which replaced Harabayit when we couldn't access it. So that's where they went to. 
Okay. What do we have next? They're going to enter the Shar Harayot, the, the Lion's Gate. There's a burning uh, bus in the in the gate itself, so they had it was very hot, and they had to go around it and jump and crawl and whatever it was, but they <laughs> did. And uh, you'll hear both the banging of the opening of the gate where they bang through it, and then th- th- he's describing how they continue through that. <laughs> And you hear the shooting in the background that continues. They're getting further and further into the uh, old city. And um, as he, as we now have heard the other recording, Rav Gorin is at the front marching, and as he's marching, he is doing the job of, I think, the Kohen Meshuach Milchama, he's encouraging the soldiers. So here is the sounds of Rav Gorin yelling out psukim for the soldiers to say amen and to, to read it with him. <laughs> And and there's more of that, by the way. Later on, I found that he constantly he was he was yelling Ana Hashem Hashem and having the soldiers answer after him. And now, as uh, Rav Rimon said, and as we've mentioned every year, they end up at the Kotel, which is where Rav Gorin. Um, um, blows the chauffeur and so forth. So here is the Shechianu. So now there's a new part that we're going to add. We have time? We have a f- couple minutes. Go okay. Ahead. There's something called the Pkudat Hayom. I'm not sure exactly how to translate it, but but in the army they have the, the commander sort of gives out a uh, declaration to the soldiers of the day. And this is Rav Goren composed a special declaration of the day in which he speaks about the bravery and he speaks about the historic the historic role that they have played in liberating Yerushalayim, and he says, by the way, Bet Hamikdash, and and so forth. He mentions all those things. So here we go. <laughs> Okay. 
נתגשם לעינינו. עיר האלוהים, מקום המקדש, הר הבית והכותל המערבי, סמל הגאולה המשיחית של העם, נגאלו היום על ידכם, גיבורי צבא ההגנה לישראל. קיימתם היום הזה את שבועת הדורות, אם אשכחך ירושלים תשכח ימיני. ואכן לא שכחנו אותך, ירושלים עיר הקודש, בית תפארתנו. וימינכם חיילי ישראל, ימין השם עשתה את החיל הזה. לב מי לא ירנן ולא יצל לשמא שורת גאולה זו. מעתה פתוחים שערי ציון וירושלים העתיקה ודרכי הכותל המערבי לתפילת בניה, בוניה ומשחריה בארץ וליהודי כל התפוצות שיעלו ויבואו להפיל תחינה לאל בורא עולם. He not only blows the chauffeur, but then remembers those who've fallen. Okay, Can we here. do that quickly yeah, before sure. we wrap up? אמצעי מנוחה נכונה על כנפי השכינה במעלות קדושים גיבורים וטהורים כזוהר העקיע מאירים ומזהירים לנשמות חיילי צבא ההגנה לישראל שנפלו במערכה הזאת נגד אויבי ישראל ושנפלו על קדושת השם העם והארץ בשחרור בית המקדש, הר הבית, הכותל המערבי וירושלים, עיר האלוהים. בגני דנתי מנוחתם לכן בעל הרחמים, יזכירן בסתר כנפיו לעולמים, ויצרור בצרור החיים את נשמתם, אדוני ונפתם, וינוחו בשלום ובשכבם, ויעמדו לגורלם בפן חיימים, ונאמר אמן! לשנה הזאת בירושלים הבנויה The sounds of 1967 on this 48th, what was yesterday, on the 28th of E.R., the 48th anniversary of the reunification of Yerushalayim. Today, the 48th anniversary of the uh, rededication of the Jewish community of Hebron. Uh, Mayor, I thank you, as usual. Thank you. Pretty amazing. Harav Rimon, any final thoughts as we conclude our Yom Yerushalayim? 
Yom Chavron, and really a Yom for the entire Gush. Without these days, there would be no Jewish presence likely in the area of Gush Etzion. Yes, there are a lot of faults. First of all, you know, I, I wrote two books for the army soldiers. And uh, I think, although they have no something like they had then with Jerusalem, but we have such special army in Israel. We have special soldiers. And with them so much, they phoned me. And to hear the, the questions of army soldiers say, wow, no army like Tzal in the world. Uh-huh. If in the, the wartime, I can get questions on tefillah. I can get questions on tefillin. And I can get more questions that for some people maybe it can seem foolish. Right. That, that, uh, 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 even asking it. A soldier phones me in, is in Gaza in an empty house and he asks if he can charge his cell phone in the Arab house the, <laughs> because the battle is finished. Who would ask a question like this? It's also that we are paying the they don't they, they, they right. physically Israeli electric bill. But, but uh, searching the world for another soldier. I mean, the Tal is the most small soldier. So uh, it's an uh, army. And Bezrat Hashem. Tadaraba. I hope to see you in Israel very soon. Mazal Tov on tonight. Harav Yosef Tzvi Ramon visiting us here at JM and on this very special day. Achenu Bisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Today's Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chavron special dedicated to the memory of Benjamin Ben Moshe, Mr. Benjamin Lebin, thank you to the Lebin family, the yard site today, the 14th yard site, and the 29th of ER.